Can a radio show keep you safe and protect your rights? The verdict is yes. If it's Scott Weinberg on the law. Once again, here's attorney Scott Weinberg. You know, we deal all with, with our loved ones, too. And when we give our loved ones into a situation where they're being taken care of, especially in nursing homes or hospitals, we hope that those corporations, we hope that those companies and those doctors are taking care of our uh, of our loved ones. And I, I know that we all have a picture in our minds in nursing homes of decrepit buildings with withering old people being neglected as they waste away in hallways. But our modern-day nursing homes and the care our loved ones receive really that bad in this bo- baby-booming society will help us sort this out. We're lucky to have an excellent attorney uh, on the on the phone today, Attorney Jules Oldsman. He's president of Oldsman, Mueller, Wallace, and McKenzie. He has 31 years of experience in all aspects of personal injury litigation, including medical malpractice. But we really want him to teach us today, especially when we're talking about our companies and corporations abusing us, is about nursing home liability. He's founding member of American Organization for Justice's Nursing Home Litigation Group, and he was appointed by the governor, Granholm, to serve on the governor's task force on elder abuse. Jules, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fine this gorgeous morning. Why do I have in my head? I've got a, a picture in my head, the nursing home hallways, filled with just, quite frankly, old, sad people looking miserable with no one helping them. Is that what's going on in our nursing homes today? Well, it's an accurate picture for many people that's what many people have in their as you said have in their minds when they think about what a what a nursing home is but i think you have to look at the situation uh on a little bit broader scale if you will i mean the population in this country is aging i mean in michigan alone about almost 13 percent of the population is considered a senior citizen now and um, you have there are a lot of dynamics at at play here now. For example, uh, whereas at one time about the only type of facility you ever heard about was a quote unquote nursing home, now you have assisted living facilities. Now you have so-called senior living communities, and there's a, a number of different. Uh, entities that have sprung up over the years to satisfy the need that people have for some type of supervised care for a senior. But the, the problem with nursing homes today remains the problem with nursing homes. When I first became involved in this area of the law in the mid-1980s, and that is uh, too many residents, not enough help, lack of physician involvement, and frankly, it's it's a system weighted towards uh, minimal care for people who need extensive, not necessarily care, but extensive supervision. So your image is not inaccurate. Give us some uh, give us some clues on what we as loved ones that are going to visit our our loved ones or visit our parents or visit our grandparents in these homes. What are some of the things we should look for so that we know that they're being taken care of? Well, the first thing is you have to go. I mean, I get calls all the time from people who say, just tell me the best way to prevent something bad from happening. And the answer is you have to be there. And you doesn't have to be you. It has to be some family member, a family member, who pays attention 
to what's going on. You know, it's a little bit like what we hear about now in terms of uh, public safety. If you see something, say something. And a lot of times people are reluctant to do that because they don't want to think that their mother or father is somehow going to be the subject of retribution if they complain. But, for example, if a person comes in and it doesn't look like their mother or father or whoever it is is there has has been eating or is eating, that is something that needs to be brought to the attention of the director of nursing. That's the person you need to talk to is the director of nursing. And you need to say, look, you know, I, I appreciate everything you're doing here, but here's what I noticed. I noticed when I come in, my mother's tray is sitting there and it hasn't been touched. Why is that? But that but that really gets exactly what you're talking about. You're afraid, I think, as a family member to have any kind of retribution on that on that patient, it's like a whistleblower. You don't know if you're bringing something up. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be fired here, but they have total control over a loved one. I mean, with well, feeding them. And- but as I said, the danger is if you see something, say something. You uh, look. There is no more regulated industry in the United States than the long-term care industry. I mean, there's more regulations than you can shake a stick at. And oftentimes, people say, "Well, what what good does it do?" If they're not enforced and they're not adhered to, but the point is, if a person comes in and they they don't like the smell, say something because that smell sometimes can be a pressure ulcer. Sometimes it's not just that the person hasn't been cleaned up or that they they may have had an accident or whatever. Sometimes that may be evidence of a wound. That may be evidence of gangrene. If you see something, say something. And the other thing that's very important are what are known as care conferences where many most facilities do have a care conference and that means that the physician when he or she finally gets there or comes in which is the other big problem is that you know geriatric medicine is not an area overloaded with physicians the uh, reimbursement levels are low and it's a big problem to keep physicians involved in the care of a resident but it's critically important for people to know that there are these care conferences. It's their chance to go and talk. It's their chance to go and ask questions, and that's what people need to do. And also, another thing people can do is, you know, in a nursing home, a person is a resident. They're not a patient. They're not a prisoner. And if you want to have a physician, if the person, I tell many people, if you're concerned about what's happening with a loved one, you can go to their doctor who they went to before they went into the nursing home and say, look, uh, we need you to go see our mother. We need you to go to the facility. We'll pay you to do that. Now, I realize for some people, they say, well, we can't afford to do that. But in many instances, if you go to the person's family doctor or internist and say, look, we know it's a big imposition, but we need somebody to come in here and take a look at what's going on, they have every right to go into the facility, every right to examine the patient, their patient, and every right to review the chart to make sure that things are right. So basically, as I said over and over, if you see something, say something. In order to see something, you have to be there to see it. Speak up, that's for sure. What uh, we're talking with, Attorney Jules Olsman, obviously, is one of the litigation specialists dealing with home nursing home liability. One of the things that I'm always curious about, maybe you can help me with this, Jules, is what happens in the nursing home with the assets of 
our loved ones, do they have total control of it? Is it something that you have to deplete all your assets in order to even get into one of these homes? How does that work? Well, that's a whole separate area of the law. That's elder law planning and uh, the so-called Medicaid trust. Uh, the answer is no. A lot of people that are in nursing homes are paying uh, full-bore prices, paying thousands of dollars a month to be cared for. If a person's impecunious, has no money, then they can become a Medicaid patient. Many people ask about Medicare. Medicare will pay very limited. Uh, there's very limited exposure for Medicare in long-term care. For example, let's say a person, uh, an older person, has a stroke, and they go to the hospital. They're in the hospital for three, four, five days, maybe a week, and then say, okay, we're going to send them to a skilled care facility for rehabilitation. Uh, in those instances, Medicare will pay 100 days of the person's care at a much higher rate than what the facility normally gets so that the person can undergo rehabilitation. But that's it. And if the person cannot be certified as someone who's going to benefit from rehabilitation, Medicare doesn't pay. So there's three ways nursing homes basically get paid. Private pay, Medicare in that limited circumstance, and Medicaid, which is the lowest form of payment that they get. And I hate to say it this way, most facilities have what are known as Medicaid wings, which is where the people who are being reimbursed, for whom reimbursement is coming from Medicaid, live. And there's, there's unquestionably a difference in the care that people get. Well, that's, that's unfortunately sad, but true about most things in our society. You've got the money you're going to get, it sounds well, like. You know, uh, Scott, I wish that were true, but when you look, for example, let's turn to the assisted living facility uh, example for a second. These are private pay facilities. Most assisted living facilities, which in Michigan, by the way, are completely unlicensed. A facility in Michigan, we could open up Scott Weinberg Assisted Living this afternoon in your garage, and you could operate without a license. So there's no Some certification? The, there's no licensing for that? Well, there's no definition in Michigan for assisted living. Now, some of the bigger ones you see, the fancier ones, when you drive by and you see them, you say, boy, that looks like a nice place. Whether it's nice or not, the bigger ones, for example, Sunrise, Altira, some of the larger facilities choose to license themselves as what are known as homes for the agent. Now, that's a license, but I can tell you it's pretty tepid. Uh, it doesn't, there's very little teeth associated with the uh, state's ability to regulate. It's really a very vague, uh, basically, you got to be nice to them type of facility. But assisted living facilities do not take Medicare and do not take Medicaid in, mo in most instances because if you're going to accept government reimbursement, there has to be regulation, and these places do not want to be regulated. What about the... Uh the ones that the, these individuals that have home health care providing. It seems like, and you know, I, as you know, I'm a criminal lawyer, and I get right. clients all the time that are accused of doing something in terms of their home health care patient, and it seems like there's very little government control over that, too. Scott, I'm going to make it easy for you. There is zero <laughs> government regulation well, over the home health care industry. Why is -E -R -O, that? E-E-R-O, none, nada, zip regulation over the home health care industry. And it's almost in, to some extent an oxymoron to use that term because a significant number of the people 
you see rendering home health care, and again, not all. I'm not suggesting that every person who does home health care is not trained or uncaring, not at all. In fact, my experience over the last 25 years of handling nursing home litigation is the nicest people you meet sometimes in these cases are the caregivers, the individual caregivers who have the most responsibility. But as a general proposition, many people who work in home health care, their previous job, for example, may have been working in a grocery store or a dry cleaner. They have absolutely, utterly no training whatsoever, and yet they're being assigned to take care of wounds. They're being assigned to take care of people who have need breathing treatments. I mean, it is, it is appalling when you think about it that the most vulnerable segment of the population is basically being uh, treated and assisted by people who have absolutely no training or background whatsoever. As I tell people all the time, if what we see in nursing homes in terms of what goes on went on in child care facilities, they'd arrest the owner. The owner would be arrested. The owner, there wouldn't even be uh, there wouldn't even be a question about what would happen. The owner would be arrested. We're talking with uh, Attorney Jules Oldsman. Obviously, he knows everything involving these type of litigation. If you have any. Uh, questions you can get a hold of them at oldsman law that's o-l-s-m-a-n law.com and i'm sure he will answer all your questions i want to thank you a lot uh jules for joining us you've really given us a nice insight hopefully you'll join us again and be able Anytime. to enlighten us what uh what well, we have to do to try to protect multi, our loved ones uh tiered area for discussion there's a lot to talk about and i can tell you people are very hungry for information in this area because Many times when people are being asked to choose or, you know, the hospital says, okay, we're going to discharge your mother, father, grandmother, and they're going to go into a nursing home, you don't have time to go shopping. Well, that's true, and that's what we try to do here on Weinberg and Law, bring you all the information that you need. Thanks for joining us today. You bet. Have a good day. Good luck.